Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, uh, the city of Hamilton has completed testing on samples from a massive dust cloud that floated over Hamilton's east end in September, minutes after the demolition of an old steel mill. That being the uh, a building, a former uh, a, a building on the former site of Hamilton Specialty Bar. It was demolished at the end of September, and you might remember all of a sudden pictures started appearly, appearing on social media as this massive dark cloud uh, started. Uh, enveloping neighborhoods uh, in the area after this uh, this uh, structure came down. In a statement, a group that includes the Associate Medical Officer of Health, a director from a, the Healthy in, uh, Environments Division, and a manager from Health Hazards and Vector and Vector-Borne Diseases Program, said the demolition is unlikely to result in any adverse long-term health outcomes. So to talk more about all of this, Linda Lu- uh, Lukasik is with us, Executive Director, Environment Hamilton, and on the line now. Linda, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Oh, no problem, Scott. Happy to be here. Uh, I, I guess that now uh, people have said that it's unlikely that this is going to result in any adverse long-term health outcomes. Does that mean it's okay? No, I don't think so. And, and honestly, my understanding is that the off-site samples collected they weren't able to gather enough material to actually analyze for some of the chemicals like the benzoapyrene and the dioxins and furans. So I think, I think in terms of what migrated off of the site, um, they, didn't, they weren't able to do as fulsome an analysis as they were for the materials they collected on the site. Why was so, that? Do we know? I think just because by virtue of the fact that they weren't able to gather up enough material. You know, right. Sometimes with some of these contaminants, you need a certain amount of the, the sample to right. do the analysis. So, so that's an issue. But, but I think we need to think about this in a longer-term, bigger-picture context. And what I would want to point out is the reality that these are neighborhoods that live close to the industrial core. And while that was a horrible incident, and I know I want to talk about that more, um, this is a facility that over the long term had been operating and, and had issues with emissions of contaminants like dioxins and furans. So it's not like we're looking in isolation and there was this one incident that led to a release. Hmm. There's an environmental justice issue in neighborhoods close to the industrial core, and we don't talk enough about that. So let's get back to this particular incident, because mm-hmm. um, it appears that all the appropriate approval processes and so on and so forth and all the protocol was done, yet we ended up with this cloud whipping through a neighborhood. And I mean, all you have to do is look at the pictures to go to think this isn't right. <laughs> this can't Absolutely. be safe for people. Um, talk about this situation and, and, and what happened when you first learned about it and, and, and of course, the fallout from those in the community. Yeah, so, so we first learned of it, about it seeing the video like everybody else was seeing, and we thought, oh my gosh, and when I realized what part of Hamilton's specialty bar, the old plant, it was, that made me very concerned, because it's the building that housed their electric arc furnace. It's like a mini steel mill, um, and I can remember in the past, because we were watching for problem emissions from that facility, and you would see emissions literally oozing out of the corners of that building. So for a very long time, that building was literally serving as a way to capture particulate pollution through the structure itself. So that said to me, no surprise that when they took it down, all of that stuff was in there. Um, So one thing that I keep asking about, and we're asking as Environment Hamilton is, how the heck did this happen, and what is the role 
that the Ministry of Environment should be playing here. Um, and I'm saying that not pointing the finger at the ministry, because what we've learned is that it's the municipality that has a lot of power when it comes to issuing demolition permits. And there is a role for Ministry of Labor because workers are in there taking the building down and they need to worry about what they might be exposed to. But there's no obligation to reach out to the Ministry of the Environment. So what I would ask is, why the heck in a community like Hamilton is it not standard practice for the folks in the in the division within planning and economic development who issue these demoli- demolition permits? Why aren't they, as good practice, reaching out to the district office of the ministry to say, hey, what can you tell us about this structure? Do we need to be concerned? Do we need to be requiring any additional measures to be put in place to prevent an impact from happening? I think that's what I'm really concerned about. And I also look at that as being a really, I would argue, a really easy way to um, fix this problem moving forward. If the city committed to doing that basic, you know, circulate it past the district office every time you've got a, a large industrial facility or structure coming down. I don't understand why that doesn't happen. Yeah, you would think there is, you know, over and above the permit process. I mean, Mm -hmm. if a building's got to come down, it's got to come down. That's just the way it is. But you would think there would be some sort of demo protocol, demolition protocol, and I'm I'm assuming there is, I don't know, uh, that, you know, if you're going to take a building in any industrial core, whatever it is that you're producing, Mm -hmm. uh, chances are it's going to be contaminated. It's not like knocking down a high school or a grocery store. That's right. It's a very different sort of situation and one obviously as we as we witnessed that can come with a whole lot of problems. Now I also question um, the the demolition company because surely to goodness if they're experienced in taking down industrial structures they should also know what to look for. So well, why, you know, why did, why did they allow that to happen? You bring up a valid point, Linda. So here we are. It's demolition day. Everybody's mm-hmm. gathered around. The cameras are there because everybody's going to want to pick of this thing going down. All of a sudden, this giant plume of smoke comes up. Do does everybody on the demolition then look at each other and go, "Oops, how did that happen?" I mean, like you you. You must, you must have realized, or they must have realized, when this thing hit the ground, what was going to happen? Yeah, I mean, and that's I, that's a big question that that we have as well. What was the process on the company side? Because at the end of the day, you know, they're they're the entity that that actually follows through with pulling the structure down. So, what sorts of precautions did they put in place? And and I would ask, why was there not? Um, any effort to, I mean, I mean surely to... Were residents even notified about this? Well, this is a question that, that I have as well. I know that there were there were residents impacted by the massive dust cloud who had no idea that this was the day the structure was coming down. So that's another good question. What sorts of notification provisions are in place? Um, and and um, how does that roll out? And is it only people within very close proximity who know that this is going to happen? Obviously, when something goes very wrong, it impacts on a much broader geographic area than the immediate surroundings. So what did you hear from residents? What did residents see, feel, whatever? What, what, oh, did you, what sort of feedback did you get from this thing rolling through? Yeah, uh, lots of people expressed anger about what happened. Uh, we had people communicate with us in, in neighborhoods very close to the site, immediately to the south, because the wind, that was the other issue, it was kind of a windy day, and the wind took the cloud in that direction right into a residential area. So I heard stories from people who couldn't see a few feet in front of them when they were outside when this happened. 
Uh, we heard from another person who happened to be cycling right through the area when the incident happened and was dealing with, you know, impact, you know, scratchy throat and, and, and feeling like, like, you know, it was really impacting on their respiratory system. So lots of people expressed those kinds of concerns and described those kinds of impacts from being exposed to all of that particulate around them. And they shared pictures, and you probably saw some of them. You know, yeah. in neighborhoods, it looked, it looked horrible. It was a whole lot of particulate pollution in the air that people were exposed to in that incident. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. It's as if they either didn't think people would notice or they didn't anticipate this would happen. And either way, that's unacceptable. Either way, not good. Now, my understanding is that um, this um, this incident has gone to the investigations and enforcement branch of the Ministry of the Environment. So we may well see this company charged for what happened in this incident. Uh, is there any cost? Was there any cleanup? Is there any fallout that way from this? Or is it just another cloud that drifted through Hamilton? Good question. I, I have no idea. that would. There's a public meeting tonight, so it'll be interesting to hear if anybody followed up with the company and asked them to clean their property or anything like that. I haven't, I haven't heard anything on that front, so I, I don't know the answer to that question. What about the site now? Is it relatively stable there? Are residents around it confident? Um, good question. And again, I think we'll hear some of that tonight. Uh, my understanding is uh, the, the, the parent company, American Iron and Metal, has plans for that site. They have an interest in moving their Kenny U-Pole. It's sort of like a um, used parts. They, they bring in all kinds of car bodies, and you can go in and purchase used car parts. Right. It's, it's out in the east end of the city now, and my understanding is that they're interested in moving it to that site. I don't know what else is coming in the future as far as uh, um, new uses on on the site, but I know people are concerned about that too. You know what's coming in the place of all of that they've been all that they've been experiencing recently. Uh, what has the city of Hamilton said to you about any of this? How concerned are they about this practice? Um, I have had conversations with people in planning and economic development just to get a better understanding of the demolition permitting process and how that works. And I've shared with them some of what I shared with you in terms of what we think needs to change to help on that front. So what we'll, we'll, we'll be watching for as Environment Hamilton is to see uh, whether the city shares a sort of a reflection on what went wrong here and how can we as the municipality, as the issuer of the permit, do things better next time. And we'll certainly be pushing for things like what I proposed, that idea of on um, cases like this that the Ministry of Environment at least be notified and given an opportunity to share information or provide input before a demolition goes ahead. Because right now, the way things are structured, um, they can only come in after the fact when there are off-site impacts. And so you certainly saw them come in when the cloud migrated off-site and there was all kinds of worry. Uh, I don't know about you, but I would much rather have them weighing in at the front end mm. um, and giving the city and, and the private entity taking the building down good advice on how what they need to watch out for and how they can properly manage. And you have to think, I mean, obviously, Hamilton's in a transition period right now. Uh, the infrastructure, industry is restructuring, the, the city is transforming. So, so obviously this sort of thing is going to happen again if the right yeah. protocols are not in place because there's lots of situations like this around the city. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, it would seem, is, do you feel this is being used as a teaching moment that here's something we can't let happen again? 
listen, it better be used as a teaching moment. Uh, we're certainly going to watch and raise questions and concerns, and I hope community members, especially folks who live down near that site or near other areas of the industrial core, are paying attention. And, and all of us should be making sure that nobody has to be subjected to uh, a horrible experience like what people in and around the area experienced when that building came down. And the workers, I mean, I worry about the workers. They were in the, literally in the thick of it. Yeah, you have to wonder if the company responsible is happy with how the job turned out. Yeah, that would be interesting to know. Um, is this a successful demolition? I would uh, hope not. Are there know? things we could have done better? Yeah. I mean, it, it just, it, it seems like, uh, it, it sort of seems like some were hoping that no one would notice that this just happens and Hamiltonians are fine with it. Yeah, you have to wonder, but I think um, I think that's no longer the way things work in this city, thank goodness. I think everyone, um, more and more people are understanding that we all have a right to a safe, healthy, clean environment. And that's not to say that we want to shut industry down, but no. it's to say that um, when anything is happening in a neighborhood, we all have equal protection under our environmental laws. So that means this sort of thing should not be happening. Uh, do you think this is a uh, a turning point for the city? Because this is kind of a black eye, uh, you know, especially for a city that's transforming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think this is certainly um, fuel for the fire um, in terms of more um, open conversations about the importance of ensuring that everyone in the city, no matter where they live. Um, doesn't have to worry about these kinds of exposures. So again, I, I will use the term environmental justice. I think that's a really important concept for us to be talking about in Hamilton because that really speaks to the fact that depending on where you live in this city, you, you are either exposed to more or less in the way of environmental mm. impacts ongoing. Um, and obviously, you know, in this case, it's it's a bit of a double whammy for these residents because they would be exposed to, to various sources of, of pollution from different industries down there. But then to have this added on top of everything else yeah. is like insult to injury, really. So, so tell us about this meeting tonight. What, uh, what do you hope to find out? Yeah, so it's Councillor Narendranan who's organized um, the meeting. And I know she's got representatives from the Ministry of the Environment, uh, Public Health, uh, I believe the company will have a representatives there tonight as well. So I'm expecting we'll hear more information about the sampling that's been done and the results. I know that it's being advertised as an opportunity for community members to come and share their concerns about what they experienced. And I also know that Councillor Nan is very committed to doing a lot of what I've talked about, that idea of let's learn from this and how do we fix the process moving forward. So hopefully it'll be a good brainstorming session that'll help to make that become reality too. And this is an open, uh, an open meeting. Are you, uh, are you uh, anticipating a lot of interest? Give us the logistics if people want to go. Yeah, so, so um, here's what I know about it. It starts at 7 p.m. tonight and it's down at the Cotton Factory, which mm-hmm. is on Sherman North. Uh, and um, everyone is welcome to attend. You know, the councillor has put out an open invitation to anyone who's concerned about what happened with that demolition. So um, all are welcome, and um, I, I'm looking forward to hearing more about, uh, you know, not only the, the negative stuff in terms of what people experienced, but um, what the city is intending to do moving forward, and, and um, the company as well. So I hope we'll get some good information tonight and that 
we'll take all of this and use it to prevent something as horrible as this from ever happening again. Linda Lukasik has been with us, Executive Director, Environment Hamilton, the Cotton Factory, tonight, 7 o'clock, if you want to find out more about this. In regard to the former Hamilton Specialty Bar site, uh, the demolition that happened at the end of September and, of course, sent a huge cloud across the East End industrial uh, part of the city and has many residents concerned. Linda, thanks for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Thanks, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.